trying to reach what number is this what number are you trying to reach i don't know well i think you have the wrong number do i it happens take it easy <laughs> hello i'm sorry i guess i dialed the wrong number uh, well, so why'd you dial it again to apologize you're forgiven bye now wait wait don't hang up what talk to you for a second what's your favorite podcast uh, i don't know mine is friends with benefits with chris and also chris i'm chris I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast. It's Halloween season, and we've got plenty of tricks and treats to go around. If you don't believe us, just ask our dear friend, the Crypt Keeper. The closest thing to dead air you'll find on the scare waves. That's right, it's actually Halloween! 
we very rarely get an on Halloween episode, so this is really exciting. Uh, I am Chris. Also, Chris is waiting in the wings. He has been uh, doing a lot of special assignment uh, for this episode, and we're going to get to the first part here in just a second. But uh, as you might have read in the description, we have a very special guest for this episode that is uh, hanging on right here. Uh, director of Terrifier, Terrifier 2, and my personal favorite, All Hallows Eve, Damien Leone, will be joining us very, very shortly. Also, Chris uh, will be sitting down with him. But before we get there, uh, and before we get to uh, that insanity, who knows what those two are going to talk about. Uh, also, Chris and... Dear friend and third leg of the show and fellow onesie enthusiast, Justin3000. They're going to sit down here. They're going to spend some time uh, fan casting directors for uh, a few of the popular horror franchises. We've been spending some time uh, talking horror franchises this this month we we kind of have really focused on franchises. So they're going to fan cast some directors. Uh, and then right after that, you're going to hear also Chris chat with Damien Leone. So without further ado, I am going to pass it to also Chris and Justin 3000. What's up, guys? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We are, uh, it's also Chris and third leg of the show, Justin, uh, Justin 3000. I don't Justin know. 3000, Justin Stewart. Yeah. Third leg, Justin. Either one. <laughs> Anything works. Anything works. Just so long as the Justin part's in there. Um, we wanted to come on, talk a little spooky stuff with you, and do what we kind of do, which is you and I have a tendency to like fantasy book, whether it's I wrestling love, I, or... I love doing this sort of thing. And this is what we do. Like, It's not just something we do on air. It's something we just do. Like a... We had a text conversation the other day that led into yeah. this topic. So. Yeah, one of us will just throw one a question. Like, just like like what we're about to discuss began as a text yeah. that I think you were like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, because <laughs> th- this, and this is not the first or last time you're going to hear this name, this conversation is spanning off of the uh, Damien Leone... Uh, Comment from an interview that came out this week saying he would like to try his hand at Friday the 13th. We don't necessarily think he's the best person for that job. We both love Damien Leone and uh, think he would be great for another franchise or separate other franchises. But uh, so we have compiled a list of 11 movies and we are just going to kind of go down the list and talk about who we think should direct these movies and why we're mostly using uh, like everyone on my list is an established horror director okay yeah one or two might not be what you would call established all right but they are very much uh in horror and you are really gonna like my not so established one okay on my list though because yeah so people people well versed in horror should be familiar with some of these names yeah so we'll bounce kind of back and forth like um I'll start one round and then I'll, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what we did was we came up with a list of 11 movies. You sent me seven earlier, mm-hmm. and I had my list of about five or six. 
with several of yours on there. So I came up with four additional ones, and we'll just work our way kind of down the list. So the first thing I had was, or the first thing on the list is Friday the 13th. Yes. And who did you have for that? <clears throat> for Friday the 13th, I have Joe Bagos. Joe ba- oh, The guy that yeah. did VFW and Christmas Bloody Christmas. Fuck, and that's Bliss. good. Because in this text conversation... Bliss sucks, though. I know, but, but <laughs> in the text conversation, I pitched to you, I was like, can you imagine... The pit, the the premise is there's a rave that gets thrown at Camp Crystal Lake, and it's all fucking neoned out, and it would it would look incredible. Yeah. I went more mainstream. Okay, John Krasinski. Ooh, yeah. Um, Ooh. The, the man does tense incredibly well. That's true. And I figured um, he could really like. You don't need a high body count in the Friday the 13th movie he's directing. You just need very tense Jason is hunting down the five or six counselors that are left. Basically, it's kind of like the the setting of the quarry. You have a bunch of counselors left that are shutting down the camp, getting ready to head home. Blah, blah, blah happens, so they're stuck there. And Jason just starts picking them off. Okay. Um, Okay. A Quiet Place, a Quiet Place 2. Most of you, if you don't, if you haven't seen his movies, know John Krasinski as Jim from The Office. Uh, much like someone else who we'll talk about later, is a comedian turned horror director. Um, and then I'll let you hit it up. What, what's, what's next? What do we get next? Uh, next on the list is Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, um, my pick is justified by how Nightmare on Elm Street became all about Freddy. And his sort of, the way Robert England portrayed Freddy. Mm-hmm. Kind of corny. I'm thinking of like Super Bastard era, that type of shit. So I went with Stephen Kostansky, who did Psycho Gorman yeah. and Leprechaun in Space. <clears throat> so I think he could do some really like banana nuts dream sequence stuff. I also went with the Banana Nuts dream sequence stuff with the directing duo of Benson and Moorhead. Oh! Done, um, yeah. um, Resolution, The Endless, Spring, Synchronic, and I think like the big budget thing they did was they were the showrunners and directed the first like few episodes of Moon Knight. Yep. And uh, I just want to see them do Freddy in the dream world. That that's, would be awesome. That's what I like. That'd be awesome. That's what I really want. Uh, so... Working it down. We're kind of getting the big three out of the way yes. first. Like, the, the, the top three. Yes. Um, Halloween. I said Jordan Peele. Uh, I just... I, I He would be really good with... Um, just so good with an established character like that. And bringing his self-awareness and real-life... Um, what am I trying to say here? Like the real life factors that he brings in and talks. Like he brings politics and issues into movies in a way that doesn't feel forced. So I would love to see what he could do with a Michael Myers type character. Yeah. And the way Jordan Peele sets up shots, I think, would be really interesting to yeah. see how, how, how quote unquote, the shape mm-hmm. fits into those shots. So, yeah. <clears throat> what you got? Uh, my Halloween. I went with Adam Wingard. Nice. Almost made my list. 
but he got cut for a person you're really going to enjoy a couple okay. a couple slots down from Okay. There. Yeah, I went with Adam Wingard um, and you know, just because I think the guest is probably one of the best things he's ever done. And that's a very, like, that could easily be translated, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the way he, he sort of shot that movie and made that movie into a Halloween. So that's that's why I went with him. Yeah, especially with how freaking creepy, like, the guy that plays, I can't remember, the, the not yeah, army yeah. guy coming home. Yeah. Um, Anti-Captain America. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think that that leads it to you to kick oh, off. Oh yes, uh, so yeah, I mean we're just we're keeping with the Mount Rushmore. So uh, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, that's where I put Damian Leone because I think he could absolutely deliver on both creepy and gory. Yeah, it, and th- that was something we kind of agreed on when we were texting about this that we both thought he could do a good job with that. I did not put him in that spot. Okay. I uh, he he will be mentioned shortly. Okay. Um, you almost have to give it to Ty West after yeah uh, after yeah. X and Pearl and the upcoming Maxine. Like X is literally his love letter to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, and yeah, it kind of felt like a cop out, but I couldn't not do it. I understand. So, he's he's on my list as well, but he's he's a bit farther down. So Scream is the next one we have. Yeah, I went with Josh Rubin. Ooh, from Scare Me and Werewolves <laughs> Within. Okay, uh, that's a good one. He can do a horror comedy very well. That's and a good one. And a hilarious choice. I almost put Christopher Landon in this pick. Happy Death Day. Happy yeah. Death Day to you, freaky. Yeah. But he's he's directing Scream Seven, okay. So I was like, "Well, that's a little nose or like you know nail right. in the head." But like, yeah. no. Then I, then I was thinking about it, and I was just like, "Man, the werewolves within director." And I I, I I like had to look him up. But yeah, he also did that scare me movie on Shutter, which mm-hmm. I didn't know he did both. Yeah. Um, yep. And if you haven't watched Werewolves Within, we normally don't do plugs. It's on Hulu. It's well worth your time. And Walmart has an exclusive steel book if you're into that sort of thing. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, Scream. Scream. Uh, this may be where you tell me to leave. Matt Reeves from The Batman. Fuck. It's uh, so off the wall. I think, I think, a, like, because I like the idea of Scream. I like the New York City idea of screen mm-hmm. so i think a like big metropolitan set screen like that with matt reeves that would be kind of fucking cool <laughs> yeah i hadn't wasn't even on my radar but i like it yeah all right um very much like that all right yeah next that's you oh that's me that's you oh yeah uh so hellraiser is next up and i went with uh co-directors okay okay so i got mike flanagan already on board co-directing with shinichiro ueda i'm gonna need he did one cut of the dead so i have those two guys doing hellraiser yeah i'd very much watch that i would very much watch that yeah mike flanagan's like this like tour de force of like horror yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And I still think it's kind of crazy that, like, you know, one of the first big things that put him on the map is the WWE films movie Oculus. Yeah. But at the same time, Oculus is fucking awesome. Oculus is cool. Or we, or you, 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 I can have them co-directing or I can have Mike Flanagan producing. Yeah. With Ueda directing. So. This is where I put Damien Leone. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. This and Texas Chainsaw are just like, if, if you're giving the, the dude who did the Terrifier movies... Yeah. An established franchise. I feel like it, it's it's gonna be Hellraiser or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep, yep. that's a perfect fit. Um, again, he just does weird gore very well, yep. and Texas Chainsaw and Hellraiser are weird gore. Yep. So, yeah, I I don't really feel the need to explain anything else because it just no. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us like this was a tough one. Yeah. Exorcist was a tough one for okay. me because I initially had my director somewhere else and ended up moving him. Hmm. This is uh, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. It's like a Crimson Peak feel with a Blade Two score. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. And del Toro hasn't really done much like religious horror. Yeah. Right. So. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I can't not put Guillermo del Toro on my list. I know. Yeah, he's... he's like, there was one point in time all I had left was Scream, and I was like, I don't want del Toro... Like, <laughs> dude, I, I... I I plugged and replugged and removed people on this for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, my Exorcist pick went to Neil Marshall. Descent, Dog Soldiers. Oh, yeah. So... I thought Very good. I thought a, a, a cool religious horror. He also did the the newest Hellboy, which I'm not going to blame him for. The, well, s- studio exec like yes. number seven. It's very much a uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man three situation. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Yeah, he directed Doomsday. We won't blame Tales of Halloween on him. Yeah, The Layer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, still hoping for that uh, Dog Soldiers 2 at some point. At but, some point. Yeah. So, so alright. Well, this leads to uh, arguably our f- most favorite Halloween movie yeah. of all time. Okay. Trick or Treat. And this is where I put Del Toro. Because it's an anthology movie tied together with Sam. And also, like, the rules of Halloween. I think Del Toro would be very much into that. Um, so that's yeah. This is where I put them because if I if I can't get Mike Doherty to do another one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I said I'm shooting for the. Moon I'm actually on angry at Mike Doherty, so he's not on my list anywhere. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Because you know, the, there's still the. It's like every October, it's like, hey, here's the newest Trick or Treat two news, and it's like, hey, you said this movie was happening in 2014. Mm-hmm. It's 2023. Yeah. Um. This is where I put Mike Flanagan in this spot. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not going to be able to get Mike Doherty, just give me the another good Mike that's directing. Yeah, and I can literally see all, that. all the reasoning you said for Del Toro also fits here. Yeah. Uh, the rules, the... And, you know, he's very good at, like... Um, it's, it's weird because, like, Haunting of Hill House and Fall of House of Usher kind of feel anthologies because they mm. focus on different characters mm-hmm. every episode. Yeah. Um, 
the same overall theme, much like Trick or Treat. Yep. But there's a different focus every segment, episode, whatever you want to call them. So I think he would be a natural fit into that kind of groove. Agreed. Uh, so, also, I guess they announced his next thing's going to be Let It Bleed, like a Stephen King adaptation. Okay. With a lot of the same people. Yeah. But they're adding Matthew Lillard. I know he's kind of on our shit list right now. But hey, a gig is a gig. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't watch Five Nights at Freddy's. Don't watch Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, so then, yeah, Trigger Treat was like, that was a tough one because it's such a... It's just such... Hmm. I know. It's, uh, it's, it's near and dear, right? It's near and dear. So let's move from that to something I don't think you really hold near and dear. Right. But I really... I have said, and I will, like, it's what we talked about when I saw you last weekend. Saw X was so much better than I expected. So we're talking about Saw, obviously. Yep. I had to put Fede Alvarez here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evil Dead 2013. Um, I think he produced the movie Crawl. Uh, Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe, yep. And, again, if you've watched... Evil Dead or Don't Breathe, this just feels like a natural plug-in. And if you want Saw to feel big and you want to like bring it back from something that's not just, hey, here's schlock horror, you bring in someone who can do a tasteful gore, almost. Okay, okay. With someone like Fede Alvarez. Alright. This is my curveball. This is where I put Ty West. Shit. I put Ty West having a weird fucking out, like, off-the-wall Saw movie. Like, just let him do what he does. So I'm here for it. Yeah. So Again, I would, like, I would sit down and watch either of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd watch all of our movies yeah. if I'm looking right now. The Matt Reeves scream is just so <laughs> out of left field. Like, I can't take my mind off of it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Fede Alvarez or Ty West doing okay. the Saw movie I'm here for. Alright, so next up is Candyman. What? I had Blair Witch next. Oh, you have Oh, okay. We can, we can do Candyman. Okay, cool. Um, this is my... Like, you may not know... Uh, a lot of people may not know this director, though. Okay. Lexi Alexander. Why does that name sound familiar? She directed Punisher Warzone. A movie that we both hold near and very dear. So she directed Punisher Warzone. She's mostly been doing television stuff recently. But I think it would be interesting um, to have her direct a Candyman. Let's look at some other stuff she's done. Filmography. Yeah. Director. Da, 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 da. Punisher Warzone. Wow, yeah. like She has... She has a movie coming out next year, but the thing she like the she directed Green Street Hooligans and it had a sequel that she produced. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, she's <laughs> done a lot, a lot of television. Directed yeah. some episodes of Arrow, Supergirl, The Limitless TV Show, uh, the Taken TV Show, SWAT. Like, I mean, she's yeah, she she's been very busy. Yeah, she was a stunt worker on Batman and Robin. Yeah, she was. Uh, so that's kind of how she got the the Punisher Warzone gig. Right. This is where I shot for the moon. Oh, okay. Candyman is where I shot for the moon. Okay. Ari Aster. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Wow. Yeah, I... Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just... Yeah. 
All right. Uh, yeah, give me the hereditary and um, Midsummer director doing Candyman. Okay. Um, Fuck, dude. I yeah. <laughs> it just. I don't care how much you have to pay him. I don't care. Yeah. I just I I need that two hours in front of me. Yes. Um. Because if you haven't watched Midsummer or Hereditary, they are two of the most intense movies I have probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, beware of someone who says, oh, I watch Hereditary all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Hereditary and then didn't buy it for three years. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I waited until it was like five bucks on Amazon. Then yeah. I was like, I might as well just add it to the collection. Yeah. So the very last one we have is... Spoiler for a non-spoiler that we mentioned like three minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, the Blair Witch Project, or Blair Witch, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And this is where I think I'm really going to get you. Okay. Like, I think you're going to love this. Okay. Stephen Cognetti. Oh, The Hell shit. House LLC Hell, director. Yeah, man. Um, Fuck, okay. He, Hell House LLC is the best found footage movie yes. in the past ten years. Yes. Um, I almost went with like... I almost went like a paranormal activity director or something, but I was like, I just wanted to be the Hell House guy. Okay. And Stephen Cognetti was, um, the, the, it's the law of diminishing returns on the Hell House sequels. Like, Hell House LLC is awesome. Yeah. I've watched that movie probably about a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And. Stays creepy. Stays creepy. Uh, still need to watch that director's cut at some point, but the two hour and 40 minute runtime is very (laughs) daunting. When you got a weekend where nothing's playing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So who'd you put here? All right. This, this director came from a conversation that we had last night at Live Art. Okay. So for Blair Witch, I chose William Eubank, who is the director of Underwater. Because we talked about in Underwater how... There's the beginning, and then shit just keeps happening. Yeah. I think with Blair Witch, you apply maybe that same kind of philosophy where, okay, here's the beginning, and then for the next 48 minutes, it's just shit happening. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would... Because uh, what was it? Was it Adam Wingard? Did he do Blair Witch? The 2016, 2017 uh, one? Fuck, I don't remember. I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up. I'm yeah. looking it up. But, like, my issue with that movie was... They introduced, so yeah, it was Adam Wingard. They okay. introduced so many interesting things: the time loops, the mm, mm-hmm. the um, the drones. They introduced like so many cool ideas that had no fucking payoff. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um. So and like now I'm sitting here being like, do I just want to throw him like a curveball? The the the, the curveball <laughs> I I want to throw is not. Who would you have direct a movie? But again, I would just sit down and watch pretty much anything we've pitched. Absolutely, um, absolutely. We've made some some hitters here. Yeah, I I think I watched you like I watched you get aroused at the thought of the Ari Aster Candyman oh movie. By the way, um, oh my god, I didn't even because like Ari Aster, I, I didn't even place on here because I was like I can't, I can't, I couldn't see how any of that would work. <laughs> <laughs> but then you hear Ari Aster Candyman, you're like, Ari Aster oh. Candyman. The, the one that I threw away first, because I was like, can't be done. And so, and then I went down the list, and I was like, nope, can't be done, can't be done. <laughs> um, the, the biggest what if for me, out of any of these, and like, especially trying to bring back an established franchise, 
who do you cast as um, Freddy? Like, the Freddy conversation is... Yeah. And again, very much a love diminishing returns uh, on sequels. Maybe. after, Especially after part three. Like, part one's great. Part two is okay. Uh, Dream Warriors is my favorite in the entire series. Yeah, I mean, but, it becomes the Freddy show. Yeah. You know. And, like, I'd never seen part five, and I watched it a couple weeks ago, and... Jesus Christ, it was terrible. It's the dream child, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. As as I described it, uh, that movie is throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. And cocaine. And so much cocaine. The bastard son, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, but, like, thinking about trying to to cast Freddy Krueger is... Probably a discussion for another day, because that's not anything we can do in the next couple minutes. Yeah. And I would have to, like, it's not something I can come up with off the cuff. Like, my gut reaction is, like, because you have to have someone who can do, like, serious and comedic. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds is already 45 and Deadpool and way too big to play the character. Zac Efron? Ooh. The downside is like I like I think of Freddy. I don't think of someone muscular. Exactly, though. exactly. But he's skinny enough. I think. I think he's skinny enough. Yeah. He could, he could. He could. You put that sweater on him, and you can't really tell his muscles. Not, like if Jay Baruchel was like ten years younger. Ooh yeah. Um, Ooh yeah. But uh, so you know, we we kind of had this discussion. As I mentioned, it came from a Damien Leone uh, recent interview um, that he did on. I, I saw a clip on Bloody Discuss or on the Bloody Disgusting Instagram page saying he wanted to take a shot at the Friday the thirteenth thing. So, uh, as you heard us talk last week on the show, Flanagan and I or Chris and I just recently did Scarefest here in Lexington. And uh, a strange series of events led uh, to a wonderful conversation. I got very lucky. Uh, Damien Leone was willing to sit down and chat with me for about for a few minutes, and we are actually going to throw to that interview right now. So enjoy that, and uh, happy Halloween, guys! Hey, happy Halloween! All right, hey, this is also Chris from Friends with Benefits podcast. Uh, somehow, I convinced Damien Leone, director of All Hallows Eve, Terrifier, and Terrifier Two, to sit down with me for a couple minutes and chat. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for paying me to do this. I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, you're not doing the photo op, so I figured I'd harass you That's into talking it. to me for no, a couple minutes. My so. pleasure, buddy. So, like, the big thing, first off, i got to give my, my podcast partner some love. Um, he turned me on to All Hallows' Eve, which is what really kind of, like, put you on the map, so to speak. It did, it did. Um, it got art uh, on people's radar, for sure. Yeah. You know, that was actually, I just found out, it was on um, uh, Last Driving last night with Joe Bob. Really? It, yeah. Holy shit. I gotta, I gotta see that immediately. No, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. <laughs> so um, that's pretty amazing. So like, and then you know, like Terrifier didn't get a ton of play in theaters and that kind of stuff. And then like, you know, you signed on with, I guess, Bloody Disgusting produced, kind of partnered with you for Terrifier too. Correct. Like, yeah. And I mean, it you know, it was supposed to be like a one night in theater deal, and it just kept the fucking momentum just kept going and going and going and going like you ended up in theaters for like a month and a half i I think it was around a month yeah Yeah. nobody was ready for the impact it was gonna have on the horror community well (laughs) and you know like for comparison i just went and saw the onyx the fortuitous that bloody disgusting and screenbox okay and there were like 10 people in the theater 
as opposed to when I saw Terrifier in a larger theater, every seat was sold out, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we added a Tuesday show. We added a next Friday yeah. show. So, like, from your perspective, like, what is that like? Oh, that, that, that first week in particular when it really blew up was one of the most amazing, surreal moments of all of our lives, honestly. Uh, we had Stephen King tweeting about us. Howard Stern did an entire segment. We were on every, almost every morning talk show that week was talking about the movie that's making people throw up. Uh, it almost became sort of a dare for people to go see it and see if they could handle it. Uh, listen, like, I would tell my crew and my cast members when we were shooting some of those scenes, I'm like, you know, people are going to, this is going to be a lot for people. Like, they're going to walk out of this. You know, some people, we're going to get walkouts. That's what I would say. We're going to get walkouts. I never expected that to happen though with the people vomiting and sort of take on that viral uh it was just it was it was so wonderful but it's a very it is a very intense movie and it's unrated yeah and uh it's it's not typical for a a slasher to a sequel you know a sequel to a movie that really like you said didn't go into movie yeah, theaters yeah. so now you have the sequel getting to go into theaters it's unrated it's two hours and 20 minutes which is, all these things are sort of, like, unprecedented. Because like, that was the thing for me, like, when I saw, like, because I think the first Terrifier is just over an hour and a half. I think it might it's be, like, an It's very hour, short. Yeah, it's, like, 85 something. minutes or something. But then it was, like, oh, hey, Terrifier 2 is almost two and a half hours yeah. long. I was, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just got to make the movie that I wrote, basically. Yeah. Uh, which was amazing. And, like I said, it's all, it's all very rare. So, big kudos to... Cineverse that who put it out um, yeah. and bloody disgusting. They really just believed in the movie, believed in my vision, and um, they uh, they put a lot of a uh, lot of love and support behind it. I, so, and like uh, uh, again, you have you have people. We'll keep this brief. Just one last question, like, and you know, from going from stuff from having like nothing but like independent actors, and you know, like I guess he'd been on uh, he being David, David Thornton, yes. Yeah. Uh, he'd been on like Gotham, but not in, like a big role or anything like that. Going from that to having people like Chris Jericho, like yeah, like do guest spots in your movie, like what is that like? And like how do you like how do you cross that bridge? Yeah, it's pretty wonderful, man. Because now, yeah, I mean at these cons, so many people come up to me and they're like, "Oh, put me in, kill me, I want to die," like you know. And I want to get them all in, but it's impossible to put <laughs> everybody in. But again, like these are a lot of these people are my heroes and my my. They inspired me beyond belief. They're the reason why I'm here. I used to, I used to be on the other side of this table when I was a kid. I, my mother would take me to these in uh, the Chiller one in Jersey because I'm I'm from the East Coast. So, 11 years old, I was meeting Tom Savini because he was my hero and Kane Hodder and uh, you know, the crew, the casting crew of Dawn of the Dead. So so now, still being next to these people and now they want to, you know, they come up to they me and they congratulate you, yeah. me and they want to. They want to be involved if possible. Is the greatest greatest feeling. It's like a wonderful kind of full circle journey for me. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's man. Awesome. Again, I really appreciate the time. Can I get you to do one last thing for me? Sure. Can you say hi? I'm Damien the Young. Chris and Chris say go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Damien Leone, writer director of Terrifier. Chris and Chris said go fuck yourself. Oh, you're the man. I appreciate you so much. Of Thank course, you for your man. time. <laughs> My pleasure, buddy. And with that, that is going to about do it for the Halloween episode this year, Halloween 2023. Spooky season is officially in the books for your friends with benefits. Uh, so also make sure if you haven't already, 
uh, to check out the horror short uh, that has been put on our YouTube channel. Uh, and of course the Halloween edition of who wrote that shopping list. Plus we'll have an all new sit down, stand up this Friday, but until then make sure to, uh, check your candy, uh, take your taxes out, uh, and make sure you, uh, just take the top right off of that candy. If you've got kids and you're, you're going with them to collect candy, you better, better make sure you take that parent tax. And we will be back next week with your regularly scheduled programming on this show. So hang out for that. And uh, I don't really know where I'm going. I just kind of hit the button and I really didn't have anything in mind, which kind of fits uh, our theme. It's kind of what we're known for. So until next time, I'm not going to give also Chris's spiel. That's not on me. But uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. You know, we've been sitting here and having fun and and some people haven't been having fun but i want to tell you kids something because kids mean something to me i have bunches of them there's a couple of rules you follow when it comes to halloween and these are the rules and you're going to follow them because hot rod says so first of all when you go out there you're going to wear something neon because it's dark and there's idiots driving cars them idiots are going to run you over some of them don't care you're going to take care of yourself now you're going to go and you're going to knock on people's doors that got lights so you can see and you ain't going to go inside nobody's house when they offer you candy and close the door. You're going to stay on the doorstep and you're going to say trick or treat and you're going to say please and thank you. Now when you get all your candy, what you're going to do is you're going to take your candy back home to your parents before you eat it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to have lots of fun and you're going to say to each other happy Halloween trick or treat. See you next See week. See you all next week everybody. So long. Hold the kid with the small bag. Will you stop? <laughs>